is Lindsay, and I'll be reading Leviticus 22 through 25 out of the message. Chapter 22. God spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to treat the holy offerings that the Israelites consecrate to me with reverence, so they won't desecrate my holy name. I am God. Tell them, from now on, if any of your descendants approaches in a state of ritual uncleanliness the holy offerings that the Israelites consecrate to God, he will cut off from my presence. I am God. Each and every one of Aaron's descendants who has an infectious skin disease or a discharge may not eat any of the holy offerings until he is clean. Also, if he touches anything defiled by a corpse or has a mission of semen or is contaminated by touching a crawling creature or touches a person who is contaminated for whatever reason, a person who touches any such thing will be ritually unclean until evening and may not eat any of the holy offerings unless he is washed well with water. After the sun goes down, he is clean and may go ahead and eat the holy offerings. They are his food, but he must not contaminate himself by eating anything found dead or torn by wild animals. I am God. The priests must observe my instructions, lest they become guilty and die by treating the offerings with irreverence. I am God who makes them holy." No layperson may eat anything set apart as holy, nor may priests, guests, or his hired hand eat anything holy. But if a priest buys a slave, the slave may eat of it. Also, the slaves born in in his house may eat his food. If a priest's daughter marries a layperson, she may no longer eat from the holy contributions. But if the priest's daughter is widowed or divorced and without children and returns to her father's household as before, she may eat of her father's food but no layperson may eat of it. If anyone eats from a holy offering accidentally, he must give back the holy offering to the priest and add 20% to it. The priest must not treat with her, must not treat with irreverence the holy offerings of the Israelites that they contribute to God, lest they desecrate themselves and make themselves guilty when they eat the holy offerings. I am God who makes them holy. God spoke to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel, Each and every one of you, whether native-born or foreigner, who presents a whole burnt offering to God to fulfill a vow or as a freewill offering, must make sure that it is a male without defect from cattle, sheep, or goats for it to be acceptable. Don't try slipping in some creature that has a defect. It won't be accepted. Whenever anyone brings an offering from cattle or sheep as a peace offering to God to fulfill a vow or as a free will offering it has to be perfect without defect to be acceptable don't try giving God an animal that is blind crippled mutilated an animal with running sores a rash or man or manje don't place any of these on the altar as a gift to God you may, though, offer an ox or a sheep that is deformed or stunted as a free will offering, but it is not acceptable in, a fu- in fulfilling a vow. Don't offer to God an animal with bruised, crushed, torn, or cut off testicles. Do not use. Don't do this in your own land, but don't accept them from foreigners and present them as food for your God either. Because of deformities and defects, they will not be acceptable. God spoke to Moses, When a calf or a lamb or a goat is born, it is to stay with its mother for seven days. After the eighth day, it is acceptable as an offering 
a gift to God. Don't slaughter both a cow or an ewe and its young on the same day. When you sacrifice a thanksgiving offering to God, do it right so it will be acceptable. Eat it on the same day. Don't leave any leftovers until morning. I am God. Do what I tell you. Live what I tell you. I am God. Don't desecrate my holy name. I insist on being treated with holy reverence among the people of Israel. I am God who makes you holy and brought you out of Egypt to be your God. I am God. Chapter 23. God spoke to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, these are my appointed feasts. The appointed feasts of God which you are to decree as sacred assemblies. Work six days. The seventh day is a Sabbath, a day of total and complete rest, a sacred assembly. Don't do any work. Wherever you live, it is a Sabbath to God. These are the appointed feasts of God, the sacred assemblies which you are to announce at the time set for them. God's Passover, beginning at sundown on the fourteenth day of the first month. God's feasts of unraised bread. On the fifteenth day of this same month, you are to eat unraised bread for seven days. Hold a sacred assembly on the first day. Don't do any regular work. Offer fire gifts to God for seven days. On the seventh day, hold a sacred assembly and don't do any regular work. God spoke to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, when you arrive at the land that I am giving you and reap its harvest, bring to the priest a sheaf of the first grain that you harvest. He will wave the sheaf before God for acceptance on your behalf. On the morning after the Sabbath, the priest will wave it. On the same day that you wave the sheaf, offer a year-old male lamb without defect for a whole burnt offering to God, and with it grain offering of four quarts of fine flour mixed with oil, a fire gift to God, a pleasing fragrance, and also a drink offering of a quart of wine. Don't eat any bread or roasted or fresh grain until you have presented this offering to your God. This is a perpetual decree for all your generations to come, wherever you live. Count seven full weeks from the morning after the Sabbath when you have brought the sheaf as a wave offering. Fifty days until the morning of the morning of the seventh Sabbath. Then present a new grain offering to God. Bring from whatever you are leaving. Bring from whatever you are living two loaves of bread made from four quarts of fine flour and baked with yeast as a wave offering of the first ripe grain to God. In addition to the bread, offer seven yearling male lambs without defect, plus one bull with two rams. They will be a whole burnt offering to God together with the whole grain offerings and drink offerings offered as fire gifts, a pleasing fragrance to God. Offer one male goat for an absolution offering and two yearling lambs for a peace offering. The priest will wave the two lambs before God as a wave offering, together with the bread of the first ripe grain. They are sacrificed offerings, sacred offerings to God for the priest. Proclaim the day as a sacred assembly. Don't do any ordinary work. It is a perpetual decree wherever you live down through your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, don't reap the corners of your field or gather the gleanings. Leave them for the poor and the foreigners. I am God, your God. God said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel on the first day of the seventh month to set aside a day of rest, a sacred assembly. Mark it with loud blasts on the ram's horn. Don't do any ordinary work. Offer a fire gift to God. 
And God said to Moses, The tenth day of the seventh month is the day of atonement. Hold a sacred assembly, fast, and offer a fire gift to God. Don't work on that day because it is a day of atonement to make atonement for you before your God. Anyone who doesn't fast on that day will be cut off from his people. I will destroy from among his people anyone who works on that day. Don't do any work that day. None. This is a perpetual decree for the, all the generations to come, wherever you happen to be living. As a Sabbath of complete and total rest, a fast day, observe your Sabbath from the evening until the ninth day of the month until the following evening. God said to Moses, Tell the people of Israel, God's Feast of Booths begins on the fifteenth day of the seventh month. It lasts seven days. The day, first day is a sacred assembly. Don't do any ordinary work. Offer fire gifts to God for his seven days. On the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and offer a gift to God. It is a solemn convocation. Don't do any ordinary work. These are the appointed feasts of God, which you will decree as sacred assemblies for presenting fire gifts to God. The whole burnt offerings, grain offerings, sacrifices, and drink offerings assigned to each day. These are in addition to offerings for God's Sabbaths and also in addition to other gifts connected with whatever you have vowed and all free will offerings you give to God. So summing up, on the 15th day of the seventh month, after you have brought your crops in from the field, celebrate the feast of God for seven days. The first day is a complete rest, and the eighth day is complete rest. On the first day, pick the best fruit from the best trees, take fronds of palm leaves and branches of leafy trees, and from willows by the brook, and celebrate in the presence of your God for seven days. Yes, for seven full days. Celebrate it as a festival to God. Every year from now on, celebrate it, on the seventh, celebrate it in the seventh month. Live in booths for seven days. Every son and daughter of Israel is to move into booths so that your descendants will know that I made the people of Israel live in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am your God, your God. Moses posted the calendar for the annual appointed feasts of God, which Israel was to celebrate. Chapter 24. God spoke to Moses, Order the people of Israel to bring your vir virgin olive oil for light, so that the lamps may be kept burning continually. Aaron is in charge of keeping these lamps burning in front of the curtain that screens the testimony in the tent of meeting from evening to morning continually before God. This is a perpetual decree down from the generations. Aaron is responsible for keeping the lamps burning continually on the lampstand of pure gold before God. Take fine flour and bake twelve fine loaves of bread using about four quarts of flour to a loaf. Arrange them in rows, in two rows of six, each on the table of pure gold before God. Along each row spread pure incense, marking the bread as a memorial. It is a gift to God. Regularly, every Sabbath, this bread is to be set before God, a perpetual covenantal response from Israel. The bread then goes to Aaron and his sons, who are to eat it in its holy place. It is their most holy share from the gifts of God. This is a perpetual decree. On the day the son of an Israelite mother and an Egyptian father went out among the Israelites, a fight broke out in the camp between him and an Israelite. The son of the Israelite woman blasphemed the name of God and cursed. They brought him to Moses. His mother's name was Shalomith, daughter of Debris of the tribe of Dan. 
They put him in the custody of waiting for God's will to be revealed to them. Then God spoke to Moses, Take the blasphemer outside the camp. Have all those who heard him place their hands on his head and have the entire congregation stone him. Then tell the Israelites, Anyone who curses God will be held accountable. Anyone who blasphemes the name of God will be put to death. The entire congregation must stone him. It makes no difference whether he is a foreigner or a native. If he blasphemes the name, he will be put to death. Anyone who hits and kills a fellow human must be put to death. Anyone who kills someone's animals must make it good, a life for a life. Anyone who injures his neighbor will get back the same as he gave, fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. What he did to hurt that person will be done to him. Anyone who hits and kills an animal must make it good, but whoever hits and kills a fellow human will be put to death, and no double standards. The same rule goes for the engineers and the natives. I am God, your God. Moses then spoke to the people of Israel. They brought the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him. The people of Israel followed the orders God had given Moses. Chapter 25 God spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai. Speak to the people of Israel. Tell them, when you enter the land which I am going to give you, the land will observe a Sabbath of God. Sow your fields, prune your vineyards, and take in your harvest for six years. But on the seventh year the land will take a Sabbath of complete and total rest, a Sabbath to God. You will not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Don't reap what grows itself. Don't harvest the grapes of your unintended vines. The land gets a year of complete and total rest, but you can eat from the land but you can eat from what the land volunteers during the Sabbath year, and you and your men and women and servants, your hired hands and the foreigners who live in the country, and of course your livestock and all the wild animals in the land can eat from it. Whatever the land volunteers of itself can be eaten. Count off seven Sabbaths of years, seven times seven years. Seven Sabbaths of the years adds up to 49 years. The sound, loud blasts on the ram's horn on the tenth day of the seventh month. The Day of Atonement. Sound the ram's horn all over the land. Sanctify the fifth year, fiftieth year. Make it a holy year. Proclaim freedom over all the land to everyone who lives in it. A jubilee for you. Each person will go back to his family's property and reunite with his extended family. Fiftieth year is your jubilee year. Don't sow, don't reap what volunteers itself in the fields. Don't harvest the unintended vines because it's jubilee and holy because it's the jubilee and holy year for you you're permitted to eat from whatever volunteers itself in the fields in this year of jubilee everyone returns home to his family property if you sell or buy property from one of your countrymen don't cheat him calculate the purchase price on the basis of the number of years since the jubilee he is obligated obliged to set the sale price on the basis of the number of harvests remaining until the next jubilee the more years left the more money you can raise the price but the fewer years left the less money decrease the price what you are buying and selling is in fact the number of crops you are going to harvest don't cheat each other fear your god i am god your god keep my decrees and observe my laws and you will live secure in the land the land will yield its fruit you will have all you can eat and will live safe and secure. Do I hear you ask? What are we going to eat in the seventh year if we don't plant or harvest? I assure you, I will send such a blessing in the sixth year that the land will yield enough for three years. 
while you plant in the eighth year, you will eat from the old crop and continue until harvest of the ninth year comes. The land cannot be sold permanently because the land is mine and you are foreigners. You are my tenants. You must provide for the right of redemption for any of the land that you own. If one of your brothers becomes poor and has to sell any of his land, his nearest relative is to come and buy it back what his brother sold. If a man has no one to redeem it, but he can later, but it, but he later prospers and earns enough for its redemption, he is to calculate the value since he sold it and refund the balance to the man to whom he sold it. He can then go back to his own land. If he doesn't get together enough money to repay him, what he sold remains in the possession of the buyer until the year of jubilee. If a man sells a house in a wall city, he retains the right to buy it back for a full year after the sale, and any time during that year he can redeem it. But if it is not redeemed before the full year has passed, it becomes the permanent possession of the buyer and its descendants. It is not returned in the jubilee. However, the house Houses in unwalled villages are treated the same as fields. They can be redeemed and have to be returned at the Jubilee. As to the Levitical cities, houses in the cities owned by the Levites are always subject to redemption. Levitical property is always redeemable if it is sold in a town that they hold and reverts to them in the Jubilee because the houses in the towns of the Levites are their property among the people of Israel. The pastures belong to their cities may not be sold they are permanent possession if one of your brothers becomes indigent and cannot support himself help him the same way you would a foreigner or a guest so that he can continue to live in your neighborhood don't gouge him with interest charges out of reverence for your god help your brother to continue to live with you in the neighborhood don't take advantage of his plight by running up big interest charges on his loans and don't give him food for profit I am your God who brought you out of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. If one of your brothers becomes indigent and has to sell himself to you, don't make him work as a slave. Treat him as a hired hand or a guest among you. He will work for you until the Jubilee, after which he and his children are free to go back to his clan and his ancestral land. Because the people of Israel are my servants, whom I brought out of Egypt, they must never be sold as slaves. Don't tyrannize them. Fear your God. The male and female slaves which you have are to come from the surrounding nations. You are permitted to buy slaves from them. You may also buy children of foreign workers who are living among you temporarily and form their clan from their clans which are living among you and have been born in your land. They become your property. You will you may will them to your children as property and make them slaves for life, but you may not tyrannize your brother Israelites. If a foreigner or a temporary resident among you becomes rich and one of your brothers becomes poor and sells himself to the foreigner who lives among you or to a member of the foreigner's clan, he still has the right of redemption after he has sold himself. One of his relatives may buy him back. An uncle or a cousin or a close relative of his extended family may redeem him. Or if he gets the money together, he can redeem himself. What happens then is that he and his owner count out the time from the year he sold himself to the year of Jubilee. The buyback price is set according to wages of a hired hand for that number of years. If many years remain before the Jubilee, he must pay back a large share of his purchase price. But only if a few years remain until the Jubilee, he is to calculate his redemption price accordingly. 
He is to be treated as a man hired from year to year. You must make sure that his owners do not tyrannize him. If he is not redeemed in any of these ways, he goes free in the year of Jubilee, he and his children, because the people of Israel are my servants, my servants whom I brought out of Egypt. I am your God, your God.